Good morning and welcome to Faith FM. You're listening to 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM across Australia. This wonderful, beautiful, delicious country that we love to call our own. You are here with Mon and Lawson who is filling in for the last time for Liar. Sad. sad. Are you sad? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. It. You're loving this, aren't Dude, you? I'm loving it, man. <laughs> I tell you what, this is this is amazing. Yeah. This is amazing. I, I love coming out here. I'm every- so glad you like my job. Dude. Stay away. No, <laughs> get away from my job. No, I'm glad that you're really into it. I know who to call in every time um, yeah. Nile goes Just away somewhere. Yeah, hit cool. I'm going to stick you on speed dial. <laughs> speed dial for stand-ins. Love yeah. it. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, things that we love, what are you grateful for this morning? Well, I'm actually, yeah, I'm grateful that I've got to, to host radio. It, like, no joke. It's actually been like a kind of... A little bit of a, a dream of mine oh, to host yeah? the radio. Yeah, ever since, like, I think it started when I was, like, 15 mm-hmm. or something, listening to just, you know, normal secular radio. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, it'll be so cool to host radio one day. But now it's even cooler because I get to host radio for God. I know. And, oh, it's just the best. I was just thinking, you know, you give your heart to Jesus and, and God, you know, takes the desires of your heart yeah. and makes them reality. Oh, it's just the best. Yeah, oh, amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm, I'm looking through the window at our producer, Shell, whose face is beaming like the sun. Shell, can you come on the radio and tell us what you're grateful for this morning? I'm very grateful because my husband has touched down in Sydney Ooh. and he is Ooh. going to start making his journey here. By car, so he should be here in a couple of hours now, um, our time, for the delayed listeners uh-huh. yesterday. Yeah, but so, yay, Lyle's back. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really happy he's back as well. Um, not because you suck or anything, Lawson. Uh, oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> no, she's no, really no. trying to keep this job. <laughs> she's scared. No, no, I'm, I'm stoked he's back. But do you know what I'm grateful for this morning? What? Okay, so when I go traveling, right... And I love traveling. Traveling is my all-time favorite hobby. Um, I don't buy a fridge magnet from every country, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. What I do get is a flag, like a full-size flag. A flag, of a every big flag. Country, a big, a big one, old flag. A big old flag from every country. So I have 37 flags in my flag box at home, my collection. Mm. And I move around a lot. I'm a bit of a nomadic uh, sort of person, a gypsy, and I, I've never <laughs> had the opportunity to sort of really display them. Other than a couple of special events, you know, for like multicultural night and that kind of thing. At, at, um, mm. Yeah, anyway, my little brother for my birthday got me a flagpole and I've only Amazing. just managed to erect it to the side of the house, attached it, and I've hooked up my first flag and it is billowing gloriously in the breeze and I'm so happy about it. <laughs> so stoked. I can't even tell you how happy it makes me. Amazing. At, at the moment, wow. it's the German flag. So I'm going to change them out weekly. So... I have a. It's gonna be like almost a full year of mm, just, just <laughs> flag changing. This is the year so, yeah. of the flag. Yeah, it, it is. It's the year of the flag. It'll, it'll take me through the next year, though. I wonder what flag I should do next. Hmm. Maybe maybe my Bermudan flag. Anyway, at the moment it's a German flag. You know, mm. especially because it's World Cup. Maybe I'll leave it there until World Cup is over. Yeah. Anyway, dear listeners, if you're confused and wondering what's going on, because it's not Wednesday uh, when you're listening to this. And it's maybe Thursday, uh, the, you know, the 28th of June. It's because you're listening to the delayed broadcast. So we did record this on Wednesday, the 27th of June. Um, but don't stress, you can actually jump across to the live show. There is a live show happening every weekday. And uh, you're just on the delayed broadcast. But don't worry. Go to faithfm.com.au. You can press play on the live stream there. 
or you can download the TuneIn app, which is a free app you can download. Search for Faith FM Australia and once again, just press play. And you can play that through your Bluetooth, through your OxCloud, wherever you are on the planet. We have a great show coming up for you today. Stay tuned. Speaking words of truth and life For all and 
Welcome back to Faith FM's Positively Different Breakfast Show. You're here with Mon and Lawson on 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM. And guess what? What? We have a new quiz today. We do and have guess a what new else? quiz today. What? It's already up on Instagram. Classic. <laughs> Classic. If you're going to jump on our clues, of course, go to our Instagram. We always put them up there first before we tell them live on air. But Lawson, what kind of a quiz is it today? Today we have a Who Am I quiz again. Okay. Another yep. Who Am I quiz. And this is this is like a good quiz, I think. Anyway, the first clue is I prayed all this disaster has come upon the uh, has come upon us. Sorry, yeah, we have not sought the favor of the Lord our God by turning from our sins and giving attention to the truth. So this person prayed this prayer mm-hmm. about how the, the, his people, the people, didn't turn from their sins and mm-hmm. to God. Mm, mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. interesting. I feel like there's a couple of people at the moment in the Bible who would fit that description, mm. but uh, I guess we'll find out later a little bit more. Yeah. Give us a call if you think you already know who that is. Maybe you've memorized that text, you know exactly that prayer and exactly who prayed that. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number to call. It's 1-800-324-843. You can text 491 Even message us through any of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even via our email, and you will, of course, win the prize if you get the answer right now i have some ridiculously good news today okay. actually a lot of it's just like fluffy cute news but i think every okay. now and then we just need some like weekly fluff mm-hmm. so first of all i do i want to tell you about a cow <laughs> okay this is starting well yeah yeah so um this is a story about a, a runaway cow so this is in in new york upstate new york so like mm-hmm. in the country kind of area of new york yeah and uh and this was Right near, you know, a slaughterhouse where, she, where her and her, you know, family were to be slaughtered, and the little—it was a little cow, just you know, just I guess, I guess you could still call it a calf, but she, she was only four months old. Mm. But um, she actually fled into the woods, so she ran away. She got out of her pen where they were like about to be herded into the into the mince meat machine, oh, wow. and she ran into the woods, and um, you know, and and the news of the disappearance got around the town you know, where this slaughterhouse was. And so the people, they came to help find her and they quickly got divided into two groups. It was like those who wanted to save her and those who wanted to hunt her. So it was a bit of a showdown between the searchers, but they were absolutely stunned by what they found. Um, they they finally found her up uh, on wildlife cameras. So mm. they never found her in person, but they only found her on wildlife cameras and they were truly amazed by what they saw. What did they see? Because she still, she still hasn't been like, captured so to speak she's actually been adopted by a herd of deer oh yeah (laughs) and it's so cute they're all like they're like hanging out together they're eating together they run around together they they all sleep together in a little huddle (laughs) and it's so cute so you have all these like wonderful little you know bambi deers and stuff and then you have this clunky big cow in the middle of all these deers and you know and she's starting to take on like um you know deer traits so you know how deers are very timid and they run away at noises mm. so the cow also runs away at little noises now so <laughs> but they're more graceful because you know they, they bounce gracefully through the woods and the cow sort of like kind tries no. to bounce and doesn't really work <laughs> so bounces yeah, off trees they're calling her bovine bambi and um and uh they finally decided to um maybe give her some space before they try and get her to to get to a sanctuary so they have decided that you know she's become quite you know the um the hero famous mm-hmm. in the town they decided if they do capture her they will take her to a sanctuary and not back to the slaughterhouse and um 
And it's, it, it's got the most adorable pictures, which I will put up on our socials. So if you want to see a picture of a cow hanging out with some deer, um, being all cute and stuff, you can check out our Facebook, our Twitter and our Insta because I will put up a whole slideshow and maybe even a little video and uh, you're really going to enjoy that. And speaking of the <laughs> – oh, I love this one. Okay, so you know what trash pandas are, right? Trash pandas. It's, 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 the, it's the slang nickname for raccoons. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, they yep, have the, yep. they have the black yeah, and white yeah, faces, yep, yep. but they're always in people's trash cans, mm-hmm. always in the garbage. So, <laughs> I've got a video here of two raccoons. Um, clearly, they're pets, or I think they might have been a vet or something. Um, but you know, bubble machines, those machines that that churn out those yeah, bubbles. Yeah. So someone's put one of those on, and the raccoons are losing their minds. Yeah. They just think it's the best. Here, have a look. I'll play it for you. It's so cute. They're jumping around trying to catch all the bubbles, and, <laughs> and the bubbles are of course popping the second they come in contact with the raccoon sharp they, claws. They think it's food. <laughs> like they're trying to pull it into their mouth. Classic of course they raccoons. would be. Yeah, classic, classic trash panda. <laughs> but it's so adorable watching them jump around trying to catch bubbles like little kids and just be so confused. I'm gonna put that up on our socials as well. It's like a minute long and it's just the cutest little thing. I just I can't get over all the different cute animals that God has created. Like truly he's created just like how could these be for you know for anything other than our pleasure and to show mm. us that God loves us. These things are so cute. I just want to rub the little fluffy tummies. Mm. That's what I want to do. Oh dude. Uh man, I've been super blessed to be able to to house sit for my mum and we have this dog there and her name's Gigi. She's this little fluff ball. It's like the perfect name. But she is sometimes the most annoying dog. She always forgets who I am. Like I, I take her for a walk every day and she just loves it and, and stuff. So by the end of the day, she's like cuddling up to me. But man, every morning when I get up and I walk out of my door, she usually sleeps with my in, with my sister in, uh-huh. in her bed. Uh-huh. She'll hear me walk around and she'll come out and start barking and just losing her <laughs> mind. It's- it's like she's forgotten who you are overnight. She's completely forgotten who I am. Maybe she has like a, a brain injury, has like short-term memory or something. No, but I've worked it out. I think it's because she can't see me. Oh, it's Because I, I say to her, because whenever you say, if you, if you say walkies to her. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a magic word, she, isn't it? She just like, her face turns sideways and she's like, mm-hmm. wait, what? Oh, it's We're so We're going cute. for a walk? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I worked it out this morning. She was barking and I was just like walkies and she was like it's the guy who takes me for walks (laughs) i gotta tell you that that dog head tilt is like turns me into mush (laughs) (laughs) anyway let me tell you about some more good news okay that was our weekly fluff Mm -hmm. okay we're gonna put Mm -hmm. those up those pictures those videos you're gonna love them but here's some more good news so um there's a beach in mumbai in india and uh would you believe volunteers are working hard to remove um, plastic from this beach? So apparently a lot of plastic washes up on this mm. beach. It's almost like a trap. Guess how many tons of plastic? I mean, even the fact that I said the word tons should be a surprise. On on the on the on beach. On this beach. On, on this, this beach, beach. So far they have removed. Guess how many? 12,000 tons 12, of plastic. 12,000 tons. 12,000. That's 12. Not 1,200. Not 1,200. 12,000. 12,000 tons. 1,000 times 12. Holy dooly. Tons. And then tons. Not just 12,000 kilos. 12,000 tons Tons. of plastic from one beach. And um, 
I'll put the picture up, pictures up, because it takes us several pictures to explain mm. this one. And uh, and I have to be it, it, like it's a before and after kind of thing, before and during and after. And the before pictures, you know how sometimes you see those truly horrific photos mm. of pollution. Yeah. It's one of those. It's yeah. like you can't see the sand, all you see is plastic. And he went for a walk. You wouldn't be walking on on beach. You'd be walking on a on a sea, an endless sea of plastic. Gross. And there was a lawyer called Afroz Shah who decided to um, <clears throat> inspire a movement called the Sky Ocean Rescue. Hmm. And uh, and so every weekend, volunteers visit this beach. It's Ver- Versova Beach uh, in Mumbai. And uh, and they just just for volunteers by their own goodness, they come down there and they have these uh, these shallow buckets and they fill them up and. It, and then they have like um, like during during pictures, and it's amazing because you you look at it and it looks so much better. But then you have like you see that in the video, people actually come and they they have to dig around in the sand, yeah. and then more plastic comes up and more plastic comes up. And you're like, you're like I really would have thought it would be clean now, but there's just, just been so much of it; it's not even buried in the sand. Mm. And what they've had to do is they actually have to wash each piece individually because if they just picked them all up as they were and took them away, they would cart away like half the sand on the beach. Yeah. There wouldn't be much beach yeah. left because it's yeah. just everything's caked in sand and mm. it's just, yeah. And then, of course, there's the after pictures as they're making progress and the beach is just pristine. It looks like a resort kind of beach. Oof. Absolutely like good, amazing. Good sand. Well, it's it's like a black sand beach. A black sand yeah, beach. Yeah, so it's quite exotic. Mm. Um, it, they, do you know what? If they got it 100% clean or even like 90% clean they could actually use this as a, a tourist attraction like a oh, black sand sure. beach like the same way that bermuda does pink sand beach and you mm. know and yeah. um yeah this could be like a black sand beach that people would definitely if they photographed it Dude. well yeah 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 it's definitely within um you know a country's interest to clean up their beaches because they're such a tourist attraction they could really you know use them to to build up their tourism anyway this is a fantastic story we're going to put all these weekly fluff and these beach pictures up on our socials if you'd like to follow us we're face faith fm australia on facebook and on instagram we're faith fm live and we are faith fm on twitter anyway this is anna beden with he lives and after that we're going to be hearing some current news from around the world sent his son they called him Jesus he came to love heal and forgive he lived and died to buy my pardon an empty grave is there to prove my saviour Because 
Lovely little number there to wake you up. Was, are you Oof. really enjoying the music here, aren't you, Lawson? Dude, I, I love it, man. And I love I love that song because I think Because He Lives was probably my the first Christian song that I actually started to enjoy. Oh, when I go. started to get into Christian music uh-huh, and hymns uh-huh. and whatnot. Oh man, Because yeah, He Lives, hymns. it's just the top of the pile. I'm just I'm just so entertained because every time um, one of our songs plays. And uh, we go to our breaks. You're always like, oh, this is a banger. <laughs> like every time without fail. Oh, it's another banger, is it? <laughs> yeah. They're all bangers. They're yeah. <laughs> banger after. Shell is just putting in the work. Just she dropping. She She's doing an amazing job, yeah. Shell. Oh, it's unbelievable. Anyway. tell. Oh, hey. Give us another clue for our quiz. Okay. So, again, this is a Who Am I quiz. And the next clue, which we already have on Instagram, mm-hmm. we already have on Instagram. You gotta, you gotta get up there if you want. If you want to jump on this quiz, yeah. you gotta get on our Instagram. But uh-huh. this next clue is, I so distinguish myself from the other officials that the king planned to set me over the whole kingdom. Wow! Wow! Yeah, this wow. guy is distinguished. Legit. Very legit. distinguished. Legit. Yeah, that's. That's, uh, that's quite impressive. I set over the whole kingdom. The whole kingdom. Do you think you know the answer? Mm, Give me. us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. <laughs> so clearly someone who was a leader of some descript. Uh, give us a call um, Or you can text us 0491-064-669. Hey, Lawson, tell us what's happening around the world. What's happening around the world? Well, first, Monica, mm-hmm. have you ever looked up into the, into the sky at the mm-hmm. stars and said, man, I'd love to live there one day? Live in the stars. Like, 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 li- live in, live in space. No, I'm actually. I would never go to space. You'd never go to space. No, you could offer me all the money in the world. I would never get in a rocket and go to space. Well, I'll tell you what. Like for me, you know, we have this this promise of going to heaven. Uh huh. I'd and, do that. And, and Jesus coming soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Jesus is running the rocket, then for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, some people are trying to, to jump the gun a little bit and get into space bef- before Jesus comes to to, stru- to try and establish a country up there that, that is in the kingdom of heaven. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's pretty hectic. It's actually <laughs> this country. It's founded by a Russian billionaire named Igor Ashabeli, uh-huh. and it's called Asgardia. Are you serious? I'm I'm a hundred percent dead set. Are you? You know where that name comes from, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this this is this is amazing because I think it was yesterday or the day before they actually had the inauguration service for Asgardia. Um, this guy who's sort of funded and founded Asgardia, Igor Ashabelli. They swore him in as the uh, the leader of Asgardia, and man, they're just they're just moving forward. Really? It's unbelievable. They've already got 200,000 people who've signed up to become a part become of a citizen. Asgardia. Yeah? Just a quick question. Did it cost them to become a citizen? I'm not sure. I did go on the website last night and it looked like something that's kind of easy to do. So, I, okay. don't, I actually don't think so. But, oh, okay. But I did. I watched the video of the inauguration service. They had this choir of, of young 
you know, young women mm-hmm. singing the Asgardian national anthem. There's a national anthem. There's already. a national anthem already, and it's it was crazy, man. Like <laughs> all these people, are, they're hyped for this space city. Uh-huh. Um, I gotta say though, this is 100% funded by this Russian billionaire Igor Ashabeli. And if you're wondering, okay, well, where are they in in the progress of thing? I've got a little picture here. This is like what they want to be in the future, and it kind of looks. I don't know if you've seen the movie Interstellar, but it kind of looks like you know a city with a glass dome around it floating in space it Um, looks like a street in brooklyn new york but in space with the yeah but instead of having like a blue sky it has like a black sky because it's in space (laughs) with like planets in the distance that's uh that's very interesting so this is this is what they want to be Uh but at the moment they've currently only got one satellite that's that's floating around up in in earth's orbit Uh in space but they, uh, Igor said that by next year, he reckons he'll have what he calls a constellation. So, a very large number of satellites. I'd like, really like to see where this goes. Yeah, okay, fine. He might have a constellation of satellites, but you can't live on a satellite. So, when's he going to find a planet? Like, has he picked out a planet that, that Asgardia is supposed to be on? No, I think they're just trying to do the whole interstellar thing and just live. Well, interstellar, they try and find a planet, but before they get there, they just live on this, like, circular space station and oh so it's a space station they're living on a space station well oh it's like it, it's science fiction it's like this world space station thingy but the point is is this is <laughs> this is just hectic man yeah. <laughs> this is just amazing you know there's actually like and like i said two hundred thousand people have already signed up to be a part of this movement i th- do you know what i actually think it's a little bit sad that you could have a billionaire who has nothing better to do with his money than 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 this? Well, he's not. He's not the first one. You know, you've got Elon Musk, um, founder of Tesla and uh, SpaceX as well. You know, they've been going hard at trying to get to the moon and establish something up there. There's a bunch of people who want to live on the moon. I couldn't imagine why. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> what could you do on the moon that you couldn't do on the Earth? I feel like you could do a lot more on the Earth, to be honest, than yeah. on the moon. It's so much better. Like, the moon is just this orange rock in the middle of space, and then you've got this amazing, beautiful Earth full of life. Beautiful and- Earth. Yeah, exactly, compared to... I mean, is it orange? I thought it was, like, all grey. Oh, it's... You know, different color, different day. Oh. But I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, yeah, it's a gray, orange looking color, mm-hmm. Mars. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just an amazing story. And it was just amazing to see, like, because this, this inauguration service was held in, like, a big castle mm-hmm. in, in wow. Vienna, in Austria. Wow. And there was, like, thousands of people who attended this uh, the inauguration of the the billionaire who who funded and established <laughs> this space colony that um yeah i guess we'll be hearing more and more about Hey, if, if you would go to uh, if you would go to outer space and live there, give us a call and tell us all about your plans. And uh, maybe if you have signed up as a part of Asgardia, also tell us all about it. It was one eight hundred Faith FM is a number to call. <laughs> I'd love to have you from someone who's planning to go to space Dude, and live there. Legit. Um, our next story comes from Taiwan, actually, and this is something pretty hectic. I just want to ask you: Have you had any like close calls as a child? Like, as, as in, like, almost died? Yeah, something like that, you know, where you're in a situation in which it was luck or just, you know, a blessing from God that you got through it. Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. a couple of times here and there, yeah. A couple of times. Well, a four-year-old boy in Taiwan has had that experience in a super gnarly way. He mm-hmm. was at home alone while his parents were out at work 
and he wandered out onto the balcony of his high rise. I think it was a five story apartment. Um, and climbed over the balcony. Oh, no. And luckily, there's a security grate around the balcony. This is sort of with bars. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he sort of slipped off the edge of the balcony and fallen through the security grate. Oh, no. But instead of plummeting to his death, mm-hmm. the security grate was only just wide enough to fit his body, mm-hmm. but not his head. Oh, no. So, he's wedged by his head. He's wedged by his head in this security grate for a number of hours. Oh, no. But. Where was the guy in France who scaled that, 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 that building and saved that other kid who, like, fall off, fell off the balcony? Well, uh, services ended up coming out. They saw the boy at 11.15 and, and within, you know, a short amount of time mm-hmm. they were they were out there trying to, to get him out and uh, someone rappelled down from the, the next story and they had like a fire, you know, those like uh, cherry picker stair ladder oh, yeah, kind of things, yeah. um, just getting this, this young boy out. But man, it's hectic, uh, probably the most amazing thing and like this is just crazy to me. According to a doctor, the doctor that the boy saw after he was saved from this predicament, the child suffered only minor, minor injuries to his head and ears, just some light bruising. Are you serious? Like he he's hung completely there by his fine. head for yeah. hours. In the picture and in the the little video that they have, you can see he's like grabbing onto the bars and pulling himself oh, up yeah, a little bit to the, just yeah, the, relieve yeah. his neck a little bit. But I think... It's just crazy. I, th- I think it's just a total God thing that, mm, like, you absolutely. can brush death so close uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and yet be okay. Like, that's the thing. It's not just he could have been a little bit more injured than he was. Mm-hmm. He could have been dead. He, absolutely. He, he could have plummeted to his death. But, man, this grate was just wide enough to let his body through but not his head. Where were his parents at this time? Apparently they were just they were out at work. And he was just home alone. He was just home alone. Ooh, that's scary. Yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to say much about the the parents. No, I'm not trying to say anything about anyone. Yeah, I'm sure. Anything. I'm sure that they're extremely happy and, and mm. blessed that 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 um, the kid survived. Although so, I do think in Australia he, they probably would have been persecuted yeah, um, by the government yeah. for neglect. But yeah, definitely uh, a miracle. And hey, if you have a miracle story, we love hearing miracle stories. Give us a call one eight hundred three two four eight four three. Tell us all about it. This is Blue Highway with the song Wondrous Love. love is this, oh my soul, oh my soul. What wondrous love is this, oh my soul. What wondrous love is this that caused the Lord of bliss to bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my soul. To bear the dreadful curse for my soul What wondrous love is this, oh my soul, oh my soul What wondrous love is this, oh my soul What wondrous love is this that caused the Lord of bliss 
to bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my soul. To bear the dreadful curse for my soul. When I was sinking down, sinking down, sinking down. When I was sinking down, sinking down. When I was sinking down beneath God's righteous frown. Christ laid aside his crown for my soul, for my soul. Christ laid aside his crown for my soul. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing on, I'll sing on. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing on. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing and joyful be. And through eternity, I'll sing on, I'll sing on. And through eternity, I'll sing on. What wondrous love is this, oh my soul, oh this is God's wondrous love. Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM. How good was that song? I really super Dude, enjoyed that. It was a banger. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> You're here on The Breakfast Show with Mon and Lawson, of course. Thanks, Lawson, for filling in for Lyal, who is on the ground already in Australia. Praise mm. the Lord for safe travel. Um, and before we talk more about Lyle, we actually have a guest here today who I'm – well, not here, they're on the phone. And I'm super excited to be interviewing them today. Um, welcome to the show, Camilla. Hello. How I'm are you, Camilla? Very glad to be back. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I, I don't think I was here when you were last interviewed. You were he- interviewed about 18 months ago. That was before Lawson and mine's time. Mm. But uh, I'm very excited to be talking to you today, especially um, about a slightly different topic. But uh, before we get uh, too much further into it, let's, let's quickly rehash, I guess, maybe your, your testimony, like how it is you came to Jesus. Well, so um, my testimony is a bit different from the others because it's not like I had a tragedy or anything uh, happening to me um, to come to God. I was raised uh, uh, in a Christian home and then became an Adventist because of my parents. Mm -hmm. But it was only when I went to New York City to live and study, I went to university there, um, and then later on start working, that my faith had to be tested. Mm. And I think that was the conversion point where I had my true encounter with Jesus. It's like I felt like I was surrounded with people, with beautiful things, entertainment and opportunities. But deep inside, I felt very lonely. And that hole started to grow as the time progressed. Mm. And at a certain point, I just realized that it was not the riches or the uh, beautiful things and the material things that was going to fulfill me in that 
spirit of the city, but it was Jesus Christ that was bringing me peace and understanding and contentment. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned New York City there for a second and you do have an accent. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and where that the exotic accent's from. <laughs> I'm originally from Brazil, oh. but like I said, I went to New York for university and I worked there for about 10 years total. Wow. And, uh, and then I went back to Brazil where I was managing a couple of business for Goldman Sachs and investment banking uh, company in uh, based in, in the U.S., but really uh, around the world. And that's, you know, when I met my husband now, Joseph, and uh, we were dreaming big, and our dream was to um, do what a lot of people want to do. They want to quit their jobs and take a sabbatical year. And that's what we did. And one of our first stops was um, Australia. And that's what I end up here. But that's where my accent comes from, a little bit of Brazilian and American accent. So, so just to, <clears throat> just to back up there, you decided, you and your husband decided to take a break and do some traveling. And you came to Australia. And I'm guessing you fell in love and never left. Yes, we're in love with Australia, the nature. I'm actually right now standing around trees and possibly you will hear the birds on the background. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm up north at Stewart's Point at this moment, but we love to be surrounded with nature. The people are lovely, really friendly. Um, And uh, yeah, we don't know. We're studying now and uh, we're working, so we're not sure. We don't have any plans to leave, but we are going wherever God sends us. We, we love hearing about foreigners who come to our beautiful country and fall in love like we have and decide to stay. So, yeah, you're, you're good to stay. We like you. You can stay. <laughs> now, Camilla, <laughs> um, now you no longer work for Goldman Sachs. In fact, it sounds like the Lord has taken you on a, on a bit of a different journey, a different path. Yes, yes. Well, I've, I was always passionate about my job at Goldman Sachs, and I love uh, I was working mainly with people, and I love working with people. What I realized, it was that um, usually people take trajectories in their careers, and they focus so much in their career, and they forget about their health. Mm. And it's still when I was at Goldman Sachs, I started to research and study more about how to live a busy life um, under stress, but also have optimal health. And it was a field that I was always curious about. Um, I actually took a um, chef course on plant-based diet right when we took this time off. That was one of the things that I wanted to do because I love cooking and I love food. Mm-hmm. And uh, as part of that, it just grew more my curiosity. And when I came to Australia, I was really happy to be surrounded by people that care about health as well. And um, one of our first projects that we f- we founded and we're still uh, currently involved, it was it's a charity that is a health promotion charity. So basically it's a lifestyle clinic where we coach people to acquire a more um, healthier lifestyle, but also to reach their optimal health to help them to be happier and live more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this is something that you're doing in, in New South Wales. Yes. So we're doing that in Newcastle currently. Um, Our charity is called Seeds Newcastle. And we have um, several programs promoting health throughout the community, like depression recovery, um, 
um, the CHIP program, which is a complete health improvement program. We also are starting to offer a better health program for people that have chronic diseases and they want to learn how to self-manage and live better within that um, spectrum and their circumstances. And um, we also do um, lifestyle uh, medicine trips, like mission trips, to help people to not only get empowered and learn how to take care of their health, but to go out there and help other people to have mm. better lives as well. Yeah, that's really so important. these are a few things. So you, yeah. you've, actually, um, you've actually just recently come back from a medical missionary trip to Brazil uh, with Aussies in your team. So how, how did that go? Yes, that's it. So there were a major, um, the amount of people that came to this trip from Australia was uh, 10 plus my husband and I, so 12. And um, the people that came to some of our courses, like the Complete Health Improvement One, um, just had a desire to join us in this missionary trip. And uh, it was amazing because they brought their families and it was right in the middle of the Amazon. So we were in a boat hospital for 11 days, um, just going from village to village, very inaccessible places where people have no access to um, any sort of health care. And we brought in doctors, dentists, and we had a a hospital, full equipped hospital inside of our boat and just helped over 6,000 people. Um, in the course of 11 days. It was really beautiful. Right. That sounds, that sounds like a, an awesome adventure. Um, so are you also looking to produce uh, this kind of uh, impact here, this kind of a, a project in Australia? Yes, yes. So you asked about my, um, my jobs before and what I was currently involved. So when we arrived here, we um, got involved with this um, charity. And now I'm actually um, studying lifestyle medicine at Avondale College. They have a diploma program, which is uh, sort of a master's degree, and it's really, really interesting. And um, it's opening paths to a lot more um, activities, especially locally, and how we can impact the local community. Um, as um, you know, we're um, also involved in working with the Seventh-day Adventist uh, Conference in North and South Wales as a health director. And uh, we are just putting together some beautiful plans for next year and how we're going to involve these volunteers to really impact their local communities and get the communities fired up for health. Wow. So so is this uh, this your vision for the health department in the conference? Yes. Our vision is to empower people, the church members, the leaders, and to empower them to not only acquire the self-managed optimal health, but to share the knowledge with the people around them and really get people excited about health, not wait for a program or wait for somebody to be leading something in their area, but be leading themselves as center of influences. So we have this idea of having a person being a center of influence in their sphere and their area of impact. And that way they can use their home as a physical place, parks or beach, and they not necessarily need a building to go as a gym to attend, but they can impact in whatever sphere they feel comfortable, whether it's through cooking classes or physical activities um, or just education. Whatever it is, each person should be empowered and um, just trained, really, to be able to be a center of influence in their area. And that's our goal and vision for 
all North New South Wales. It sounds like such an important goal, and indeed very important, because you know Australian Australian health is really going down the gurgler. We're definitely following in the footsteps of places like um, like America and uh, and the islands where you know obesity and, and diabetes is just going through the roof. Um, but yes. I, I'm interested because you, you know you, you did start at Goldman Sachs. How did this how did this transition? Like, how did you get interested um, and involved with health? It's, it sounds like it's quite a bit of a change there. Yeah, well, it, it is a major change. I just believe that um, Jesus is coming back very soon. Mm. And uh, we don't have much longer in this earth. And there's a lot of suffering. And there is a lot of unnecessary suffering, too, that we can help to change. Um, there are people dying around us from chronic diseases. Um, about 70% of the deaths around the world today are due to chronic diseases and things that it could be avoided just with life with lifestyle changes. And I'm a person that I like results. I'm driven, I'm passionate about people and seeing transformation in people's lives. And I believe that, first of all, Jesus Christ can bring that transformation um, first and foremost, but He wants us to be agents and He wants us to be joining Him on this journey of transformation. So as we walk with Jesus and our lives are transformed, I think we can't help but just want to share that with people. And that was something that I was doing a little bit while I go with but at one point I decided that I want to do that full time because I believe that there's not much time to be just here and uh, acquiring uh, material things or, you know, uh, building up houses and saving money. Um, it's important. It's important to plan for the future, but that should not be our priority. Our priority should be saving souls. Mm, that's I, I love the passion in your voice as you talk about you know the the motive behind it. It is indeed important to save souls, both you know to alleviate their pain here and to point them to Jesus, um, Jesus' second coming. Now, I'm sure people who are listening are, are quite inspired. Is there anything that uh, that is coming up that um, people who are interested in health something they can look forward to at the moment? Yes, I'm actually very excited about a lifestyle medicine summit that is going to happen in Sydney mm-hmm. in September, September 7th to 9th. And that program, that summit, is being organized by the um, the South, South Pacific Division. And it's a really great lineup. We're going to have people coming from Loma Linda, Dr. Darren Morton that just came up with a beautiful um, uh, lift project and uh, his book, uh, that is awesome. Uh, live more happy. Mm-hmm. He's going to be there as well on the, as part of one of the speakers. And I believe it's going to be a great and exciting gathering just to hear what other people are doing in their communities and hopefully to inspire people that want to start doing something in health and want to start more active. Um, and not only experience health changes in your lives and optimal, um, happy lives, but also getting ideas on how to share that with people in a way that we're not coming across as um, just wanting them to change, but we're coming across as people who truly cares about our community, and that's the reason why we're going to be um, helping them. Wow, that sounds so... So anyone can go to this? Yes, anyone can go to this. Um, I would say the best way right now is to go to Google and just type in Lifestyle Medicine Summit, 
mm-hmm. um, Sydney, and you will definitely see it there. But I can um, send more information to you, and then you can distribute across your yeah. uh, listeners. I'll absolutely do that. Send us send us like a flyer or something, some PDF, and we'll put that up on social media today. So, listeners, if you're interested and you're keen to learn not only more about the Health Summit, but any of the health projects that you heard today, uh, we'll be putting up the details for those on our uh, social media. So we'll hear you hear about it on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can get more information and also, I guess, registration details and those kind of things for the summit. And uh, yeah, check out check our socials later. Camilla, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I've really, You're very welcome. Yeah, really impressed with what's happening and, and the movement that's happening. And I'm, I'm so blessed um, personally that you've decided to come to Australia and, uh, and work with us Aussies here mm-hmm. and, uh, and bless us with this passion that you have for health ministry. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. God bless. God bless. Take care. That is such an interesting. Dude, oh, can legit. you imagine? I, man, Camilla, Camilla is amazing. Um, it's actually Camilla, you know, started a church plant a couple of years ago mm-hmm. that I actually came through. You know, it was her church that, you know, supported me to and oh, really? help me. Yeah. I started going to their church. That was the first time I ever went to church was, yeah, in, in their house. It was, it was amazing. And she ministered to you. Oh, this is incredible. Well, stay tuned. We're going to have more great programming and we're going to have the eight o'clock news coming up and we'll be back right after that. Oh, soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's a light for a look at the Savior, and life more abundant and free. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in His wonderful
isn't enough for you, nothing's going to be enough for you. Because it's meant to be real. And real life stories have baggage. We know that Peter's a loose cannon. It's all about context. And he chose different personalities to express that because his personality is infinite. If it's a love song written to us, when we're at our lowest points, we've got backup. Like a lot of the rational arguments for the existence of God, they tend to work better after you believe. Hi, this is Luke from oztabletalk.com.au. Please join myself and some of my closest friends as we explore our faith through conversation, Bible study, interviews, and more. You can find us online at oztabletalk.com.au. That's oz as in Australia, A-U-S, tabletalk.com.au. Looking forward to seeing you there. Bye. I'm so glad that's recorded because I want to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Someone called it a care package there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Faith FM, positively different radio. 